0: Hello and welcome to Hit the Bricks. Everything that's interesting about Guthrie, Oklahoma. Every single thing. Every single thing. Mm-hmm. That is my good friend Justin Fortney. I'm Chris Evans and we are on location once again.
1: Yeah. G Gallery and Glass Studio. Being first Got try. It. Right <laughs> first on first try. <laughs> We're like sitting in the middle of all this like lovely stuff. Yeah. We can't break anything
0: today. I was, I, was, I was like, I'm really nervous. I'm like uh-huh. keeping everything so I don't break anything. No,
1: no like, like exuberant hand gestures. Right. I was like, whack. Four hundred bucks, right there. It's exactly.
0: You know, not to get off topic real fast. Well, we already doing that. Just we're, like that. We're already there. Yeah, like uh, the governor signed a bill where kids can go into liquor stores starting like <laughs> November first. I'm like, I don't know if that's a good idea. I mean, I understand why, but man, yeah. just one little sneeze or one little. Pyrant or something, yeah. and it could it, it could add up a little bit. Yeah, my
1: kid was the kid who like knocks over the one shelf and every single <laughs> shelf just dominoes to the runner, right. and then I run
0: away. That's the exact feel yeah. I have right now, so I'm going
1: to look and keep my distance. Yeah, so if you're just listening to this, we're surrounded by beautiful glass art. Very today. beautiful, yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah pictures
0: uh, is what you need for this one here, yeah. but... Uh,
1: We'll be talking to, to Glenda here in a little bit, and she'll be telling us all about, like, the cool stuff that she has uh, here in her studio. So... Dave, it's been busy. My you goodness.
0: You? And I, you know, you said it perfectly, uh, uh, Justin. You know, we're going to come in, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Then we're going to go home and take a nap. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm exhausted. I, I am too, and uh, it's been nonstop. And that's a good thing, though. Yep, that means there's sure. a lot of things, a lot of fun things happening, and all the things that I'm, that I'm, that I'm going to bed so tired, but they, they are fun things, and, and they're things that we like, enjoy doing, but uh, uh, it seemed like we were promoting May 4th, May 4th, May 4th, and mm-hmm.
1: maybe that's why we're tired, because
0: there was so much yeah. last Saturday.
1: Yeah, the whole weekend was full of stuff, and then it kind of felt like an extended weekend in Guthrie yep. that culminated in the concert last night at the Masonic Temple, which was Vince Gill and Turnpike Tribadours and Larry Gatlin and the Byron Berline Band. That was pretty um, cool. It was pretty epic. It felt like like one of those, I don't know, like this would probably be an exaggeration, but like you feel like every you know, decade or two has a handful of those kind of iconic moments. Yep. It kind of felt like one of those things. Like This is going to be one of those evenings that people will remember for a long, long time. I totally agree. I'm a big, nice country guy, so I had the Vince
0: Gill. Uh, you know, Byron Berlin's a legend no matter what decade. You know, Larry Gatlin, you know. Uh, 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s type, oh. type deal. Then you have the Turnpike Troubadours who are the new hit thing for yeah. all the uh, young whippersnappers now. <laughs> and uh, Although the Guthrie football coaches love uh, the Turnpike Troubadours, so I think it was uh, for everybody. You saw different ages there at the temple last night. Yeah, right?
1: and it, it was completely sold out. Like every single place that you could put a person on a seat yeah. was full. And so I think that was somewhere in, like, the 1,800 people range. And, uh, yeah, as long as I've lived to, that's the, the most people I've seen in that building.
0: And, and, you know, Thunder playoff games are always sold out, but there's, you can usually pick four or five seats. Like, it didn't show up to the game, obviously, something, but I don't think that was the case last night.
1: No, every seat was full, yeah. and it was really cool because the audience was super patient and fantastic about, you know, it was a general admissions show, so you walk in, like your ticket got you into like a section. Right. You were like, you, you bought a certain ticket, you were on the main floor, certain ticket ended up in the, one balcony, another ticket, you were like climbing Mount Everest right. up into like the, you know, the stratosphere. I didn't even know there were seats up there. I right? thought it was like wall decoration
0: <laughs> or something, because there's plenty of that in there, but the uh... I got a text message uh-huh. and said, hey, can we get your seat? And I looked up and looked up again. <laughs> oh, wow, there are yeah. seats up there.
1: I was uh, stationed. I, I was an usher at the, the balcony entrance, and people would climb the, you know, the first big flight of steps, and they would walk in there, and they would show me their, their ticket for the top balcony. I was like, oh, just take these steps one more time, turn around, <laughs> take another set of steps. And at first they were kind of like, oh, no. And but they, everybody had a great attitude, they were like, okay, yeah. it was a good show at the end of this journey. Yeah. So, um, yeah, everybody was really patient about, because even after they got to their section, with general admission, you've got to, like, you know, it's a little bit of haggling, like, hey, yeah. that seat open, that seat open. And I don't think there were any fist fights or no, no one got thrown off of a balcony. No, yeah. it, now it was a little warm. I don't know <laughs> if it was a little
0: warm for people, like, yeah. people who were setting up, breaking down, yeah. ushering, all that stuff. I know they were all hot. I don't know if the uh, there was a few. I'm sure there was a few uh, fans out there with the, with the fans with the fans, but it was warm. It was real warm. warm. Yeah. Yeah. I told you to turn up the air conditioner in there, and
1: you... yeah, I passed on that message <laughs> okay. to like the Masons, and they just laughed at me. Okay. And
0: yeah. By the way, there's no air conditioning in the temple. So yeah. For the... It's
1: super old school, and usually like big events at the temple happen in the winter time. Yeah. And this is right around the edge. Of when like uh, it's like almost no go time to having a, an event there. And I think
0: we got lucky because there were storms coming in, so it could have been a little bit warmer. I mean, it could have been like a lot warmer than for you know for May for May. Yeah, so for it's sure. been it's been hotter cold before, but uh, I mean it wasn't too bad. After I stopped working a whole lot, it wasn't that bad, but uh, felt, a, they? felt a little bit of a breezer.
1: Yeah, bit. they have like a, like a big window up on one side that they opened up, and so the like kind of the cool air. Came through a little bit. One of the cool things was um, they had a station set up in the atrium um, selling water, uh-huh. uh, bottle, bottles of water. But once you were up in like the top balcony or the top <laughs> of the first balcony, it's like okay, they're trapped at that point. And it was fun to watch like a bunch of the uh, bunch of the volunteers brought their kids, you know, like t- like young teenagers. Yeah and so those kids would just like grab like a bucket full of water bottles and just kind of like you know shimming their way through the audience you know like 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 a baseball game selling peanuts but little bottles of water and um and they were probably the hardest working people there in the in the room last I night because once you get up there you're like you have a like a life decision
0: to make to <laughs> go <Like>, all <laughs> the way back down there for that much needed bottle of water but uh, the sound yeah. like they, they bailed him out right there it was uh you know, people came in, came out. I looked out about 5:50. Uh, doors open at 6 o'clock, but uh, looked about 5:50. A little bit of line back there. And in fact, I was messaging somebody, and I went in the no-no in the no-no section. I went out and looked out the window and, and saw the crowd. And I sat back mm-hmm. down and I was finishing my important text message, and I think it was. And I had a guy, a Mason with the hat on. He goes. Listen, I know who you are.
1: But you're in a restricted
0: area. You got to leave. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was trying to find a cool picture of the line outside. I apologize. It's
1: such an amazing old building with so many, like, you know, Nukes cool and places yeah, that you're yeah. probably not supposed to go. I think he mm-hmm. was afraid I was going to
0: find the tunnel. Right. I think that's yeah. what it was. I was yeah. too close to the tunnel. Well,
1: there, there was one day uh, last week when um, a, a few of the volunteers were kind of going through just to get an, an idea of where to be and how to like, organize certain things. And my son was with me and um and uh, we were just we were just talking about stuff and at a, a at a wedding uh, a while back we were there a, a verla rain's wedding and uh eli started talking about how oh yeah at that one wedding i went to try to find the bathroom and i found like a secret room and i was like shh stop it stop talking <laughs> yeah. you're gonna get in trouble yeah. Uh, but yeah you can take a, an official tour yes of you the can temple. yes yeah. like like it's, I recommend that too, yeah. like Tuesday through Friday, I'm making stuff up now, oh, two uh, o'clock, whatever. Keep going. Yeah, just g- Google it,
0: <laughs> Google yeah. it up. Yeah. Well, it, it was cool, uh, you know, I didn't know any of the format, uh, we, were, uh, we were there, Aaron, my, my son and my niece, were, we were there helping with the stream, the live stream was in and out, but uh, we produced the stream and it was, I forgot what I was, going to, what I was talking about, this is like a really good story.
1: Your story reminds me, of what we were talking about before we started, about <laughs> weather and David Payne. It reminded me of when David Payne was on that one storm, Gary England was still working, and David Payne the entire time was like, Gary, take my stream! Yeah. Gary, take yeah. my stream! Okay, so, back to your site. <laughs>
0: I appreciate I That's called, <laughs> called stretching <laughs> so I can so I I get my memory there. But okay, I didn't know the format, so I was mm-hmm. working on everything. But I thought it was cool, uh, Linda Cavanaugh. MC, mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I that's big league. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's big league. She's like new, a news legend in Oklahoma. She really is, yeah. and she's so super nice. Uh, uh, I saw her, I won't say it, I, she presented the OAB award to us, and so I saw her, and I was able to talk to her afterwards. Mm-hmm. And so what you see on camera is what she really is uh, afterwards. Asport. But anyway, uh, I thought it was, she did great, and then. So I didn't know the format, and Byron's crew came out there, did a good job. And I, I knew, I had a feeling what I was going to get from Vince Gill. I had no idea about the Turnpike Tour. Larry Gatlin, that guy is funny. He yeah. had a good time. Yeah. He goes, like, you can clap, I'm doing this for free. You know? <laughs> he, he, had some, uh, he had some good stuff in there, but uh, he was funny. And I forgot all about all the gold in California. There was moments, it was a cool concert for me.
1: I think a pretty unique part of that show was that a lot of times when a uh, when a show is that large, so you know, eighteen hundred person venue, uh, a lot of times you don't get those like kind of like cool intimate stories yeah. from performers. Yeah. And those guys were not only top shelf musicians, but they're all great storytellers. Yes. So uh, yeah, like Vince Gill, like he's a, a, the consummate performer. Uh, great guitar player, songwriter, singer, but he can also really tell a story. Yes. And uh, so can the rest of those guys, too. So it was a lot of fun, a really unique experience. It really
0: was. It was uh, It was cool. And they all came out at the end with, with Tulsa Time. And mm-hmm. uh, Larry Gantlin had some, a few more funny moments there. And yeah, just making up
1: like little jabs at Vince Gill. Yeah, skill, yeah. You know, yeah, those those, those, were, those were good. good but
0: uh, you can tell there were so many different emotions. And I, I talked to Byron before. Of course, this was a big benefit for, for him. Mm-hmm. And, and in his, his music shop, but you, you can tell it was different emotions uh, when he brought out his, uh, you know, his uh, masterpiece instrument there, and uh, Vince being there and Larry being there. It was mm-hmm. different emotions of appreciation from the fans and from the family members there and from the
1: artists. You can tell, happy, sad, joyful. It yeah. was it was there. Now, I like the story that Byron told at, at the end with uh, Vince Gill about that mandolin was the, like his prized possession they rescued from the rubble of the fire. Then he told the story about how like. I don't know. Like around like 1980 or something, that he and Vince kind of both wanted to buy that uh, mandolin from somebody, and mm-hmm. they had a good time telling that story together. And then then Byron let Vince play that, that prize awesome. mandolin on yeah. a couple of those last songs, and it was yeah, that was really really cool. Yeah, Vince just grabbed it like yeah, I'll play. I'll be like <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> like no, like nope. but you know what, you play it. Yeah. yeah, this this belongs to you. It costs a lot of money. Exactly. And I'll let you play it. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it was uh, it was a good time and. Uh, Able to beat the storms before they mm-hmm. came rolling in, so people were able to get home away from that. So, man, it was it was a fun fun night.
1: Yeah, and that was the culmination of a whole weekend full of stuff. Um, and we'll talk a little bit with Glenda here in a, in a bit about some of the uh, the new things that are going on in Guthrie was like a lot of the shops and studios make Guthrie or great artist that was great sarah what there's a name for it haven't yeah. yeah. <laughs> i figured it out <laughs> Guthrie art makers sat or artist makers art- artist saturdays we'll figure it out yeah but lots <laughs> I of i'm uh, totally confused yeah. i really have no idea what it is if you basically if you want to learn how to like make cool stuff and kind of just discover your artistic yeah. passion there are so many like, venues to learn things like that in Guthrie, and they're kind of trying to combine those things into uh, a weekend experience yeah. uh, once a month. And so we'll talk with Glenda about that a little bit more later. Um, Red Brick Nights was the first wow. one of the year yeah. was uh, Saturday, and that was a good time. I had a really like fantastic crowd. Yeah. Usually the, the first one of the summer, which is in May, is usually the, the lightest crowd for uh, those five um, five uh monthly events mm-hmm. but this was definitely like the the largest crowd they've had for um, that first uh, May event. So. Yeah,
0: cuz sometimes the first one might sneak up on you then you you see everyone pitching uh, putting pictures and posts on social media like oh yeah, that was, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know they started or, you know, if they live in a cave cuz we promoted here on Hit the Bricks which everyone watches. Uh, including that one in Connecticut. Uh,
1: but, oh, yeah. I uh, you know. haven't heard from Connecticut persons, so if you want a coffee mug, contact me. I'll send you a coffee mug because we appreciate Connecticut.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, it, that was good weather that night, too, for them. Oh, it
1: was gorgeous. Yeah, for sure. That, that entire week rained and was miserable. Yes. And then Saturday cleared up and it actually by like around 9 o'clock or so it started to get a little bit chilly my mm-hmm. like people didn't really plan on bringing sweaters with them so yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way I had my first uh, hamburger
0: uh, one of the uh, food fenders I had oh, yeah. a, a buddies, something buddy's, I, yeah, yeah. I had a hamburger and french fry awesome usually I go for the barbecue and all that good stuff I
1: mixed it up with the hamburger good job buddy at Red Brick yeah. Nights I could, I rarely am able to like find the time to go get in a food truck line but I need to I was starving, problem. and I had to eat, and uh, usually, you know, we, we find the
0: barbecue, but I was like, I gotta have something, I gotta eat healthy, I gotta eat a hamburger and french fry, you know? <laughs>
1: right. Next time you're in line, like, send me a text message and say, hey, you want anything? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Help yeah. each other out. That'd be good. Yeah. But if, you, if you're not wanting the food truck stuff there, um, the New Mexican restaurant is right yes. down there next to um, the stage, basically, a the doors down. That place is pretty fantastic. La, po- La Potasina? Yeah, easy for you to say. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, it's uh, uh, the vendors out there, and of course, this is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger
1: uh, as we progress. Uh, June, of course, the big daddy, July. Oh yeah, yeah, fireworks uh, in conjunction with the July Red Brick Nights. So who's on the uh, Who's on the stage next next month? Uh, this next month uh, at seven o'clock. Oh, I just totally went blank. Oh, um, 7 o'clock is um, some local folks. Um, uh, Raya DeLee and Evangeline, so um, they've played in Guthrie uh, tons of times. Uh, they live here, they're from here. Um, cool. And then at 8 o'clock a band called Dawson Hollow and they've they've played in Guthrie before um, a couple years ago but they're actually from Missouri. They're passing through uh, and it kind of just worked out uh, timing wise to have them and they're they're on at 8 and then at 9 there's a band um, from Oklahoma City called Buddy South. And like the last like year or so, they've kind of really started to uh, develop a pretty uh, solid following, and folks are really loving what those guys are doing. They just played a really great set at Norman Music Festival. Um, a couple weekends ago, and so those guys are fantastic, and they're also like super nice dudes. Awesome! So I'm looking forward to having them here in town.
0: Before I forget, music-wise, uh, are we going to have some music after our final segment? Was that? Oh yeah, yeah talking yeah. about it, yeah.
1: So um, this past weekend, uh, one of the artists that it played was um, Madison Keithley Llewellyn, who's also a Guthrie. Um, Person graduated from Guthrie High School, and she played uh, this past weekend. And before her set, uh, we were able to catch a little video of her um, playing a song for us on the sidewalk before the show started. Cool. So at the end of this episode, you'll have to hear a, a song from, she goes by Lee on stage. So Lee has a song for us. Um, and so that will be quite the treat.
0: So Great music, and um, I'll, I'll back up a little bit because I don't want to forget a big thank you to all the volunteers at the Tipples night because oh, there was yeah. there was volunteers everywhere yeah. uh, from different va- you know you know uh, so many different volunteers like over
1: 70 volunteers that's crazy were, uh, making everything yeah. uh, run smoothly last night and so and Verla was one of the last ones to leave oh yeah Verla, like <laughs> recruited and like yeah. organized all those volunteers she's quite the volunteer ceo so that's and, job. She,
0: and I had two extra tickets that I had to get rid of and she she had them sold like in I left her office in like three minutes later, yeah, I got him, so I was like, oh, thank you, Verla. Yeah, she's like Guthrie's Ticketmaster. She's good. She is really good. Well, she
1: doesn't charge any fees for that. She needs to. Though. Yeah. yeah. I, well, no, not yet. Not yet. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me, <laughs> I don't want a service fee on my, on my deal, but yeah. uh, uh, real quick, I know we're, I'm excited to get to Glenda here real quick, but I want to give a, a big shout out to uh, some of our high school student athletes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, congratulations to the Guthrie High School golf team on winning the state championship for the second year in a row, and they won it by 28 shots over. Total domination. Yeah, it really was. They had an 11-shot lead going into the final 18 holes. They played 54 total. They had an 11-shot lead going into the uh, final 18, won by 28 shots over McGinnis, and then 41 shots over uh, Bishop Kelly, who, you know, year in, year out, really good programs. And we only graduate one senior off the club, so the four guys, won it last year, won it this year, and they're coming back next year for a three-peat. So uh, congratulations to Coach Rick Mashue. That's his fourth state championship in golf. Of course, he has one in baseball. He has four in football, uh, and that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Right on. But uh, congratulations to all of them, and uh, also congratulations to our uh, Lady J soccer team, as they, uh, they had never won a playoff game before, ended up winning two uh, this season, and then made it to the state semifinals, of course, that's the first time they've ever been to the state semifinals and uh, got to actually host that game. And uh, Bishop Kelly, who, you know, basically a small college up there, they've won 15 state championships in girls' oh. soccer since 99. Good and board. they uh, they shut us out last night 10-0. But that doesn't take away no. uh, what those girls did for the first time in school history. Yeah, they've they Yeah, yeah I, I think they started girls' soccer and got through, I think, 96, maybe 95, but somewhere in that range never won a, a playoff game, never made it to the state semifinals. They did all that in the same season, just ran into a, yeah. a powerhouse.
1: Yeah, that's like um, playing the Golden State Warriors. When, it, when you, exactly when you have a fantastic team, you're like, oh, we got to play them? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's great. That's great. So uh, and,
0: you know, our track team getting ready to go to the uh, state tournament this week. And I'm hoping I'm not leaving any spring teams out there. Uh, Girls golf team did good. They qualified for state tournament for the third year in a row. Drew Dodgen finished 10th. The team finished 10th overall. Golf, soccer. How
1: do you have all those numbers memorized? You
0: like rattled off all those golf scores and stuff? Oh, a machine. oh, I didn't want to go nerdy and tell you. Luke. You went there. Well, so. oh, yeah, Luke Morgan. <laughs> uh, the, he won the individual state championship. You know, the, you had the team race and you had the individual. He shot a 213, which is a four-shot
1: victory over his Piedmont uh, counterpart. There are no cue cards behind <laughs> me, just so you know. Like, Chris is spouting all these numbers off from memory, which is nuts. Yeah, so uh,
0: congratulations, Luke Morgan. He had the lead go- last year uh, when they won state. He had the individual lead going to mm-hmm. the final day and it got away from him. Oh. And so this year, you know it was on his mind all year. Sure. He had the lead going to the final day again this year, and uh, he was able to cap it off this year and get that individual championship. He was really excited about that. And uh, one more note on it, uh, Guthrie's Bo Robbins, on the final day, shot a 74, which was the lowest score the entire day of oh, wow. all schools. So, uh, great, great sports season, uh, well fall, winter, and spring for Guthrie High School Athletics. Well
1: done, Blue Jays. Yep, good job. Boys and gals. Yeah. All right, well, we'll be back in just a second uh, and talk with Glenda about uh, the glass empire that she's created here. Don't touch. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to limit my hand gestures. <laughs>
0: Hit the bricks here in beautiful downtown Guthrie. Got a professional in here, finally. Justin <laughs> Fortney, I'm Chris Evans. Gladly joined here by Ms. Glenda. Welcome. Hey.
2: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
1: Thanks for letting us hang out in your beautiful shop here.
2: Cool. So, Colorful, huh?
1: Yeah, it really is. Yep. How long have you been here?
2: This is my 10th year. I celebrated my 9th anniversary on April 10th. Right. I started with the gallery April 10th, and then my studio, glass studio in the back, uh, opened in September 2010 so 10th year.
1: So was it your plan from the beginning to have the glass studio in the back? Yes, yes.
2: Um, The build out took a lot of time. This was actually a real estate uh, office down here for a while Um, and uh, actually people would know it way back when as McVickers Uh, Mm -hmm. This is where the Guthrie students actually came to get, you could probably tell about it, it was before my time, but I'll actually have people come in and I I still have the same linoleum that was there and they'll uh, recognize it. And they will actually say, oh my gosh, was this?
0: I I think I was toward, my school days were toward the end of McVickers, but I remember getting school school supplies like in in the brown sack and and the smell. It was just, uh, I'm having a big flashback here. Of course, (laughs) we're in the 100 block of uh, East Oklahoma, one, One ten officially here, but right. uh, yeah, I just I forgot about things. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It really
2: is fun when someone comes in and and remembers things and. Uh Uh, Before my time, and actually, I'm not the first owner. Obviously, there've been many, but Charles Scott was the person I bought the building from. And upstairs is actually a 2,000-plus square foot apartment as well. So it's a wonderful building. And down here was not really built out. It was just office and storage back there. So the build out took a while, but um, Mm -hmm. I was blessed because I got to really design it after art galleries and studios that I've been at over the years and travel. So it's pretty cool. cool.
1: Charles Scott, uh, who the previous owner Mm -hmm. was one. Of those kind of like great storyteller kind of folks. When I first moved to Guthrie, I just kind of randomly met him one day and he asked me where I lived and he just started telling me stories about like my house, the the neighbor's (laughs) house across the street. Yeah. And it was, he's one of those kind of like encyclopedias of Guthrie knowledge. He
2: was Uh, the ultimate historian for Guthrie. Mm. I mean, you could yeah. ask him any question and he could tell you inside and out the politics of it, the history right. of it, um, where it should be if it wasn't. Of so course. he was pretty amazing yeah. to know. And he lives in Tulsa and a great art community, so he's probably the historian there would be my mm. guess now. So,
1: so a glass studio, mm-hmm. like, tell us about your background and how sure. how you came to know how to do that, yeah. first of all. And like okay. so the history of, of that experience with you.
2: Sure. Um, I'm from California, so my husband took a job here almost 20 years ago now, and uh, when we moved here, I've always loved glass. Um, I have collected glass for years. If I traveled somewhere, I'd always go in and I'd ask where a local glass artist was selling their work, and I'd buy a small piece to take home and remember wherever it was I visited. So, glass has always been a love for me. And then when we moved here, and I was always going to open, by the way, a gift shop, art gallery with a lot of glass in it on a beach in California. Mm. Something went a little awry there. But Pretty close country. Okay. I mean, it's close. Uh, it's close. Yeah, there's yeah. sand places here. We've oh, had
0: Liberty like, Lake. Yeah.
1: Right? You go? Yeah, we that, we've used that joke like four or five times. <laughs> it's amazing so. how it comes
2: up. <laughs> Liberty Lake makes it up there. There it is. Uh-huh. So, yeah. when we moved here, I actually uh, joined the Oklahoma City Museum of Art which has, of course, a huge display of uh, Dale Chihuly's work. The place is amazing. It is yeah. amazing. And I happened to be thumbing through their um, classes. Actually, funny enough, I was sort of looking for a photography class, and I came across glassblowing classes mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. So that was kind of cool, and I thought, well, heck, I'm doing that. Signed yeah. up, loved it from the very minute, so I Took classes for three years at Blue Sage Studios, which is where they did the classes, the studio through the museum. That was in
3: Paseo? No, it's in, on
2: Western, uh uh-huh, downtown. Okay, Okay. cool. And still there, uh, Andy Boatman. And took classes for three years, rented studio time for another three years, and then bought this building and created my own studio. And now I've been here teaching for 10 years, my 10th year producing and teaching. And a really cool circle of events is that for the last five years, the Oklahoma City Museum of Art, the museum store, they purchased my art and sell it in the museum store. So that's really cool. Is that cool? Yeah. That's so cool. Mm
0: -hmm. So I was looking at your fancy equipment. You just can't go to like Walmart and get, I mean, where do you find equipment like that at?
2: Yeah, it's not for the
0: faint of heart
2: or for the light of wallet, um, because it is. Now you can, people can do what's called torch work. And you've probably seen it, and it is glass blowing. It's where its torch has the flame, and they use tubes and do all of that. And Locking they can make the water. No, no, this is actually with the torch and light <laughs> no um, or flame. Um, that's a little more affordable to do. But when you decide to do a hot shop, um, it's expensive because you have big equipment. You have to be able to melt the glass to about 2,000 plus degrees. So the furnace back there is huge. In fact. When we built the studio, that window, which you can't see from here, but it's a huge window. It was in two parts, and they had to take the window out. And when oh, wow. the window, to get the huge ton, tonnage of equipment in, they had to take it out. So when it had to be replaced, because unfortunately the construction people, when they were putting it up, cracked it, they had to pay for a new window Uh and interestingly enough makers glass here in Oklahoma and Guthrie uh, replaced it and I asked if he could make one big giant window and he looked at it and said "Uh, I've never done a window that big but he did and it's worked out great this is my 10th year and it does move a lot when the wind is blowing it's a little scary looking so the window behind the
1: camera that she's referring to behind Aaron uh, is what by fifteen? I was
2: thinking
0: what? Yeah, the free throw lines was thinking. At least, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah, so and it's wonderful for a gallery and a store because now I have all that wonderful, beautiful display size. So anyway, so to answer your question about setting up a hot shop, no, it's it's very expensive and um, mine is not a huge space, but it works out great for the size that I have. I'll be teaching three, you know, four students in there at a time. There's lots of room production wise, it's plenty big for me. They're really huge pieces, I can't make anyway because I'm not huge. So um, I have other artists that I purchase that do make huge, huge glass pieces. So it works out great.
1: So when can we expect you to have like a piece of Chihuly art in here?
2: If I hit the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And it's kind of fun, in the museum store, his pieces that are for sale have lots more zeros on right. the end than mine because well, his the, pieces are very expensive and there's the
1: one piece there in the lobby that's oh, kind of like amazing. iconic it's like yes. three stories yeah. tall and yeah. how long did that take him to make i you have, have no
2: idea but let's just say years
1: let's say years yeah oh yeah, yeah. definitely
2: years yeah. because and lots of people oh you're, oh you're touching, things. I, am touching. I am touching oh you may touch it okay. i'm away. very <laughs> nervous i encourage <laughs> touching okay <laughs> so
0: where to begin to i mean how how long does this take actually it's really
2: funny that you picked that because that is the thing i can make the fastest when i'm teaching a student how to make flowers for instance i always first apologize and say i'm going to make this look really easy because i've done thousands of flowers if you're just Um, listening
1: chris has a piece of glass in his hand it looks like a flower Yes. So, okay. Sorry. To interrupt. No, oh. that's
2: okay. And so, a very um, decorative flower. When yes. the students making it, they it'll probably take them a half an hour to forty minutes to make one flower, and I can make a flower in about five minutes. But it's oh. because I've made thousands of them. Now, True. a bowl or a tall vase or sculpture you know can take me an hour to two hours so it depends on what you're making and just like any other skill if you do repetitive Mm -hmm. movements your wonderful brain has that muscle memory and you can just do something very quickly however the glass is challenging uh, because sometimes it has a mind of its own Mm -hmm. and you might have a day everything affects it the uh, the cold in the winter and when it's really cold in there it's harder on the glass because it cools so quickly it's easier on the glass blower because we stay a little cooler in the summer it's great for working and sculpting because the glass stays warmer longer but you're dying <laughs> because it's 105 and it's pretty warm back there so
0: how's this glass start off i mean does it look like your like your normal glass window i mean is it like thick I mean, so how? it
2: starts out uh, you can either use what's called batch which is more like bags of sand it looks like or cull it and cull is these little preformed patties of glass Clear glass. So clear glass is non-leaded. There's no lead in it. So it goes and it stays all together with just clear glass. And then in my furnace, I heat it up to almost 2,100 degrees. And it melts that glass into the consistency of honey.
0: That's the temperature of the temple
2: last night, by the way. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's (laughs) about right. Yeah, exactly. So then that allows us, once the glass has melted to that honey stage, if you will, we can do what's called a gather. So we use a stainless steel pipe and dip into that glass. Now remember, you're opening the door with 2,000 degrees of heat hitting you. Also not for the faint of heart. Stand there, twirl that pipe until the glass gathers around, just like a honey dipper, like you dip honey, and then you're able to come out. And now that's clear glass. Now if we want color, we'll use um, different glass that's been colored with metals uh, and minerals. Like this one? Like that, right. Exactly. So that was frit. That was used with frit. Frit is little tiny pieces of um, glass colored glass you can look behind me actually that's a wedding setup. how you pour for a wedding but that's actually glass crystals or glass frit and so the glass that's 2,000 degrees you're able to actually dip that into the colored glass crystals or frit and then melt it in in another piece of equipment called the glory hole which is 2300 degrees So that, you have to keep reheating the glass or melting in color. And that's how you get the color in there.
0: And then on top of that, you do all the art decorative No, painting. that's all glass. No, all, all that's glass. all
2: glass. There is no painting whatsoever. That's all that's, glass. It's
0: amazing. I mean, it, it looks like it was drawn on there, like art. Art. I mean, well done right. drawn on, but it, yeah. yeah. So you
1: just yeah. described like a bunch of steps involved mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. that. Right. So I assume that um, someone who does what you do is familiar with disappointments in terms of getting to a certain level of a, a lot of work and then something goes wrong. Is absolutely,
2: that, uh, but what's really cool about it, I mean, the challenge from work, for working with glass as opposed to, say, painting. With painting, let's say oils, you can be doing a beautiful seascape and go have lunch and come back and start again. With glass, there's no stopping. <laughs> you yeah. have to continue it um, because it's a fluid state. So um, that's sort of the challenge there, and absolutely. So what's fun is I love to do rescues because with my students because every now and then, let's say something actually in, in trying to transfer it from one pipe to another, it falls on the ground. I hate to lose pieces. I pay for all the glass, right? So I will grab a pipe, go into the furnace, get a little tiny bit of glass on it and pick that baby up and get it in the glory hole while my students are standing there with their mouths wide open. It's like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, you saved it! So that's really fun. So usually, most things can be saved. Now, if something falls and goes in a million pieces, you can't save it. The other thing that often can happen is, let's say you plan to make a small vase. And along the way, something goes terribly awry. Guess what? Turn it all around, heat it, make a paperweight. So, you can, you can, there are some saves that can happen. Oh, right. And on. yeah, and it's like any other art form. Some days everything goes perfectly and it's amazing and you can just work like crazy. And other days it's just not happening. It's just for whatever reason. It's just, and you know, it's, we're all like that as artists or as people. Some days things are easy and some, and so I've learned the perfect thing about having a studio is I don't, I'll be here tomorrow.
0: And that's, a, <coughs> that's no, cool I don't,
2: thing. I'm not paying rent. Yeah. I'm, for the building and the billion dollars in gas and electric but the most expensive air
0: conditioning bill ever I would think (laughs) yes Uh, yeah and that's you know in all in all of our daily lives you learn when you make those mistakes and how sometimes it's really good and you can like have this cool paperweight but then you learn from it and just like everything else so this is an inspirational show yeah I know
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I didn't know where to go with that, yeah. but it was very inspirational, thank yes, you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. You mentioned your
1: students a couple of times. So right. if someone wants yeah. to take a class here, how do they find out more about your classes?
2: My website is the best place, it's ggalleryandglass.com, it tells you what it costs for classes, what you make, about how that goes, it tells you about Blow Your Own Ornament, which is another quick way to kind of get a feel for it, and I'll talk about it in a second, on, that we did for the Govery Makers Day, um, and they can pop in. Can call me so there's lots of ways and the other thing is almost every Saturday I'm teaching my advanced students and they can come and watch it's free so you just come and watch the advanced students I can leave them alone that's why it's only my advanced students when I'm open if I need to make a sale in the, in the store the gallery I can leave them alone and they're not going to hurt themselves yeah, or anyone yeah. else and
1: just watching yeah? is just super mesmerizing because a it couple is. times that I've been to um, the festivals of the arts in Oklahoma uh-huh, City yes and they'll have demonstrations down there it's right. like standing there watching that like, it really is the most incredible thing just to right. watch happen.
2: Which, by the way, that's Andy. Uh, oh, Andy cool. Beltman from Blue State yeah. Studios, where I learned some 16 years ago. It's it's awesome.
1: I'm amazed at how they make cinnamon rolls,
0: so I would just be memorized <laughs> <laughs> I just sit there and watch. Oh, butter oh, oh, cinnamon cinnamon rolls. Sugar. oh, butter. I can do that all day. I can imagine, <laughs> you know, watching It really
2: is scene. fun. I think people get such a better look at how hard it is to do it. You know, it's, you know how it is, you see something, you think, oh, that's cool. And often, like the cinnamon rolls, you say, oh, I could make that. I don't think people do that as much with glass, mm-hmm. but it is really fun when they see the whole, yeah. all of the technique and what really does go into it. Especially if, let's say I'm making a bigger piece and two of my students are assisting. There's a lot. It's, it's like a, a lovely dance in a way, the choreography, because you all have to know where the other person is, what the next steps are, and all of that, when you get into more advanced and complicated things. So. Oh.
0: Let's talk about Guthrie Maker's Day because she does some other cool stuff that i want to talk about. So I'm going to kind of keep it in a flow just like your show notes has this. Go ahead. So that's
2: pretty exciting that um, uh, this is I I thought he was
0: going to talk... Oh, I was just going to say... I was going to have
1: have him build it up to you
0: about Guthrie Maker's Day.
2: that worked. Go ahead.
1: Okay. (laughs) 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 You go. (laughs) So you mentioned Guthrie Maker's Day. Um, There are a number of uh, studios and galleries, different places here in Guthrie. Um, that have gotten together and I um, tried to plan a number of like classes and um, demonstrations um, on us on, on the same day. And so the, the first one of those was this past Saturday. So Guthrie Maker's Day um, was the same day as Red Brick Nights. So you could come for the entire day in Guthrie on one of these Guthrie Maker's Days and learn how to do uh, all kinds of different um, uh, art forms. Mm-hmm. You could uh, you. Uh, folks came here to learn how to make right. a glass ornaments mm-hmm. and so you had a, a packed house full of people who were like um, were they folks who were just just learning uh, from, uh, from the beginning level? Right. How, how'd that work?
2: Well it's a little tricky for me to have something that's drop-in because the equipment has to be on I often have to have someone help but this is something I've been doing all along since uh, the l- day after Thanksgiving it's called Blow Your Own Ornament. So It takes no experience. It's the only time I actually do kids, 12 and older, um, because they'll get an opportunity to do parts of making it. They'll actually blow the whole ornament. They'll get to hold the pipe in the glory hole. That's why the 12 years old. You have to be tall enough to maybe do that. Um, And they'll actually make an ornament, an actually blown glass ball ornament. Um, So they had to sign up but all they had to do was go on my website and sign up to do that and then fill all the slots. I did it from 12 to 5. And then once all of those slots were filled up, um, then, you know, I had to say I actually had somebody that rolled over into Sunday. Which was fine. Oh, cool. do. As long as I know it in advance. I can't, it's just a little bit trickier for drop-in. Some of the things that were in Maker's Day, people could really just, didn't have to sign up and just yeah, show up, which no. is okay. But it's often, I'm really excited about Guthrie Maker's Day, we've, we've all been talking about different names and things, and but really, when you look at all of the different places now in Guthrie that provide makers, um, everything from fabric, I mean, we've, we've had Tipsy Art with Painting, but um, up above, next door to me, the Art Loft is doing all kinds of things also with felt and fabrics, um, right next door, the Art Center, I mean, they mm-hmm. did painted mugs. There's so many things in our town that are creative, and an experience, watching is fabulous, but getting to actually experience it, and it's difficult. There's not that many places that can come in and do glass.
1: The Guthrie Arts Center next door is a mind-blowing place. If you don't know about it, it's hard to even describe. Like, you walk in, and they're like, all like looms and things everywhere like people like uh potters yeah
3: yeah
1: this is where i lose track of all the (laughs) the, the applicable words i I don't know how (laughs) these stuff works but like looms and pottery wheels and um and then upstairs is where the art loft had the classes for like felting um i think
2: they were felting flowers yes flowers (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, and then someone else was doing like ceramic mugs and yeah. they were—you could stay busy the entire day right. just learning these different things. Um, and so, uh, uh, I'll try to keep up with like the, the activities for the next one, which will be June first, right. Saturday. And so on, uh, Guthrieok.com. I'll have a blog post um, between now and then that kind of gives a summary of all the different stuff people can participate in. But it really is. Um, when I saw the list of different activities that were available last Saturday, it was kind of like, "Whoa, there's so much going on all the right. time with these shops and businesses." But I mean, having it all on one day to kind of focus it uh, right. was really pretty cool. And the, the, the Oklahoma Mini Mill out over on Wentz right. where Van and Sherry have this like unique business to the entire region, right. not just to exactly. Guthrie. Right. There's there's them. not another one of these within like a really like pretty long distance where you can take Chris, if you have yeah. like, your, your llama. Yeah, oh,
2: exactly. If, yeah. If, and you've <laughs> sheared your llama. If
1: you've sheared yeah. your llama. Sure. Yeah. And you're like, what do I do with this llama Dexter. fur now? <laughs> you take it to them, and they do fancy stuff to it. So you then, turn it into yarn. Yes. And so you can make your sweater out yeah, of your okay. llama hair, fur, hair, whatever. See, I was about to brag about yeah. how yeah. much our, our knowledge
0: of y- y- the llama, because we were didn't know what the heck we were doing
1: two, three weeks ago, like, do you take the llama there? Do you right. shave it before? We still haven't <laughs> figured that out. Yeah. No. Yeah, you I were going we really good either. till the end <laughs> on that one. Too. We'll have to have an episode out there right. so they can really let us know how this stuff yeah. works. These incredible machines that they use yeah. to right. process, uh, you know, all kinds of animal fibers. Right. This yeah. is a great yeah. state, man. It
0: really is. Right? Great one of work. the things also that's,
2: <laughs> that's great for me as a business owner here is not only to something like the Guthrie makers day, bring people in. I mean, most people don't even realize I actually have a, an American craft gallery. So in my gallery in front of the studio, I actually have handmade American made gifts and art And there's everything here is it starts at $7.50 I think is my most least expensive thing all the way up to fine art and I've got watches and jewelry and uh, one of the fun things I just sold the last one this is kind of funny but I have a wood carver that I added this year when I went to market in Philadelphia and I asked him to make scissor tails and I literally just so I can't even show it to you um, if you could hear it Um, anyway but there's things that people don't even know are here. I have people that come in and say, oh, are you a new place in Guthrie? I go, mm, my 10th year. And well, I live in Guthrie. How'd I never know this was here? So that's really a big plus too. Anything we do to bring people, either that live in Guthrie, mm-hmm. but bring them downtown and into all these great places or from outside of Guthrie is awesome. So I'm excited about it.
0: For sure. As, as you were talking about, I was looking at different stuff and I, I didn't want to touch, but maybe <laughs> like 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 this right here, like. I wouldn't know if this was two dollars thirty dollars, five thousand dollars, eight hundred thousand dollars what Chris makes... has a, a print of a painting in his hands. So thank you, audio guy yeah, yeah. yeah. but, but <laughs> what makes it like I hope he I hope I hope he didn't it's make, no, he no. Did, he didn't make you know, this because it looks like something that I would do, <laughs> and no one would ever buy it, but if someone like you made it, they're like, oh, I got to have that, and it's like what <laughs> What's separate I mean, what's... That's
2: a great question because a lot of it has to do, art is certainly in some ways it's subjective, it, what speak to you, right. but it also has to do with the artist. So we'll use glass since that's my media. Um, my pieces, uh, we've, I mentioned earlier that I'm in the museum store, has a lot less zeros than Dale Chihuly. So he has a name that is recognizable okay. and has done art that's amazing for decades, and so Often it has to do with the artist. Sometimes it depends the what you're using. So if you're ju- using jewelry and you're making jewelry out of gold, that's gonna cost a lot more than the person who's making jewelry out of copper
3: mm. or
2: even silver. So it has to do with the piece itself, it has to do with the artist, and it has to do with what the piece is made from or the art's made from.
0: Sometimes I drive, and this is not just Edmund, this is every time, I'm like driving through a town and there's like this art thing in the middle of the medium like mm-hmm. what in the world is that why would it how did you even come up with that idea to even <laughs> and then it's supposed to be important or something but that probably right. maybe it sure. was you know heritage sure. or something so yeah.
1: i it's saw a, a great poster the other day it was about modern art mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a conversation between like the artist and someone and the, the person is looking at modern art and they're like oh i could do that and then modern artist is like well maybe but you didn't, yes. Yeah, absolutely,
2: that's <laughs> yeah. it. Well, that's why I also, I do have a lot of, I'm very contemporary, so I have a lot of abstract art in here. But I learned years ago not to say, so that's a such and such. Because that's the one wonderful thing about abstract. What does it say to you? And what I might not even see in there, someone sees that, and I'm mm-hmm. not about to spoil that for them. Because oh, sure. it doesn't matter. It's, it's yeah. really what again speaks to you and and what gives you joy and that's why i've got so much color in here and because i want to work in a beautiful colorful place that's exactly i
0: I was thinking very colorful i think justin might have said that at the beginning of the show how colorful it is in here uh and we can talk hours upon hours about all this cool stuff yeah i just wanted to mention it but also (laughs) Uh, you do other fun stuff like acting I and do. all that good stuff. I do.
2: Actually my first love is acting. Yeah. So I've been blessed. You know, yeah, exactly. I took a long break though because I was um, just twelve years here before I started back into acting from California because it was Oklahoma then. Yeah. and then I got back into it and it's been awesome. And a really cool thing has just happened, uh, the cap for rebates on um, producing here has gone from 4,000 to 8,000. Cool. So a lot of really hardworking people yeah. have worked on that. And The governor I'm just excited. signed that but yesterday, just, yeah, I think. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just, I went to a, a big tower theater mm-hmm. event uh, about it. And a lot of us actors were there just to say, hey, you know, we all want it. It's spring a lot. So that's really exciting for Oklahoma and Guthrie. Because yep. oh, Guthrie yeah. is becoming a great Mecca for filmmakers.
1: People know that it's a film friendly town.
2: Absolutely. So. Yeah.
1: I saw like a really cool graph um, at at the Tower Theater where it showed like, you know, at some point, I think maybe like 2000, I'm just going to make it up, 2003, like the number of films was like, you know, two filmed that year. And then it just showed this chart of like up to like this past year. Just it just grown and grown and grown, yeah. and that was at that four um, at four million dollar right. rebate level, right. and now it's doubled. Right. And so I'm, I think I think that the film industry in in Oklahoma is going to explode at this Oh, point. I think it
2: is too, and oh. I know there are talks of different kinds of studio production things being done in terms of facilities as well. So mm-hmm. it's an exciting time to be an actor or to be involved in any way, and I love that Guthrie is a real hub for it. So yeah. that's exciting. And and our, they,
1: our lieutenant governor. Is like the, the biggest proponent right now is, of the film industry. Gosh, it was and, wonderful.
2: Uh, he spoke at the uh, again at that event, mm-hmm. and he he's exciting and on board, and that's what we've needed. So it's a it's an exciting time. And
0: the cool thing about all the movies and all that stuff here in Guthrie is people just. Take it all in, because, you know. There's sometimes there's road closing, sometimes there's building closing. People just kind of shrug it off and be, you know it's another right. movie. All the roads close. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. 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 So- and
2: that reputation is is great, and it goes all the way to Atlanta and, and Los Angeles and all of that because not only the citizens in Guthrie, but also all of the um, crew that we provide and. Mm-hmm. There are talented, talented people, and Mm -hmm. they don't expect it when they come from big towns like LA and Atlanta. They expect it to be oh, and that's going to be a problem. And it's been proven time after time after time. And so Guthrie has this great reputation now for hey, there's local actors that are good. There are there's local crew people. You know, we can work with the chambers and the people Mm -hmm. in charge of everything else and make things happen. So and that rebate
1: program to the state. Um, part of that is they that it's production has 24. to utilize Oklahoma-based, right. you know, crew. Mm-hmm. They yeah. get an extra yeah. a little bit of rebate if they use Oklahoma um, uh, musicians, like their yep. their music in this oh, cool. in the
2: movies. That yeah, because kind of it's SAG after now since they're combined. That happened too, so yeah. the music is all part of it. Yeah, and then I don't know which if that next part of it went through also, but if it did, it's awesome. Which is a part where it can go beyond that. There's certain. Stipulations for it to happen, but if someone came in with a bigger project, that mm. there's some kind of I think it's like 50,
1: 50 million or more right. budget that the, the right. governor kind of has some leeway, I some think. Some ability yeah. to say,
2: yeah, that's what they were talking about, um. and I hope that went through because that's the like a television series, for instance. We, the eight million is not a big enough cap for a TV series to come in. So, but that would be amazing if something cool. like that happened. It's what Texas has done. and then you've got an ongoing production that's going to do say, a weekly or whatever it's going to be, and mm. that employs so many people and puts so many people in hotels and restaurants yep. yeah. and all of that. So, and those yeah.
1: productions spend money locally on like, oh, hotels, absolutely. When a right. when a show uh, or a movie is being shot in Guthrie, mm-hmm. you can go to the restaurants at night and you'll see cast and crew there at yeah, the restaurant or in the bar. Right. Um, they they spend right. money here. Yeah.
2: I have an apartment upstairs that I leased out to one of the uh, the two directors and a producer of one of the movies here, and they were there for three months. Oh. So you know it's it really does it, it pays back, and luckily. Yeah. Our, Politicians have listened to yeah, that. Yeah, there's a movie being there.
1: shot this week in Guthrie in right. the evening right. about zombies. Yes,
2: it
3: Oh, is. yeah, so,
1: over kind of by the courthouse. Yep, they're shooting Fifth over Street. there. I think they're over on the Fifth Street yeah. Bridge uh, this weekend. Yeah. The mm-hmm. What's really cool is that uh, when that when the director first talked to me about like the permitting process for that one, he was looking for a bridge to use uh, that was close to downtown. Right. Like, so they're not, they're not many of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just sending a picture of the, the Fifth Street Bridge. And then he was like, yeah, I need to use this bridge because like, the, the setting is like downtown Philadelphia or something. Oh, okay. And I'm like, this bridge isn't necessarily like, this isn't Philadelphia, so I don't know <laughs> if this is going to work for you. And he, like, he immediately like, sent me back a, like a, a photoshopped version of that bridge yeah, with like the Philadelphia skyline behind it. Right. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, that's
0: like... Uh... I forgot what movie it was, but they had City Hall and they put mountains behind City oh, Hall yeah, and it yeah. was like, oh wow, that's yeah. like it looked real. It is
2: amazing. I think it was real. What they do no, it with that. I it can, real. It was on set not too long ago and I was waiting for my lines to come in and do and I was watching one of the editors just work with the photography and what was happening and it's just, you know, that's a whole another skill I level. Know. I was like, wow, that is amazing. He just took that and made it look stronger yeah. just by how he put the color tones in and that. it's pretty cool
0: that's exactly the color tones because we were at the temple it was like nine ten o'clock at night and they had this big spotlight with orange and it was going through the trees it looked like a sunset yeah. but it was in the middle of you know middle of the night yeah. i was like man this yeah, yeah. hollywood got prof- magic <laughs> professionals <laughs> and their skills <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: okay do you have a cool olympic story i don't oh. but i heard that someone oh, else you <laughs> don't
1: oh, okay you, not you, yeah. not you?
2: All, oh, right. You know, All, right. All right, It must
1: be
3: here,
2: right. <laughs> So this goes back to 2000, and my husband, the reason I'm in Oklahoma is my husband was the executive director of USA, ASA Softball. National headquarters are here, so we were able to go to several Olympics. So the first one that I went to was in Sydney, and I was working at the time at a television station, and not reporting I was a sales manager, but I was an actor. So the news director came in and said, hey, how about doing some live reports for us? From Sydney, it's like I check with my husband, but sure. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> so they did the whole setup and and all of that, and then got there. And my news director said, "Okay, so it's going to be like four in the afternoon, you know, when you're there." And so you know, I said, "Look, okay, I'll I, you know I'll have a press pass, but I'm not going to be at the upper tier of all of that. But I'll do what I can do. And softball is obviously what I'm reporting on. That's what we're there for. So very first one." First of all, when we get there, it's four o'clock in the morning, not four o'clock in the (laughs) afternoon. So he, yeah, he said, uh, I said, you know, there's nothing happening at 4 a.m. You're gonna have to do, so we did a phone in with my picture, right? Instead of what they were planning Uh, on doing. So I tell my husband, so plan on being awakened at quarter to four because that's when they're gonna do the, the live stuff, right? So the very first one, I'm all ready to talk about softball. And I, luckily I have a book in front of me and I could at least look, it's now it's, they're not video. So, and I'm talking about, cause they're asking about Sydney. And so I'm looking at the book and I'm telling them all these things. That was the first day. So halfway into doing this, they had a big issue with, um, gymnastics where the vaulting had happened. There were, oh, it was a big, big deal Russia that judges. happened. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> there was a whole problem with the size of the vault and all that. I don't know, uh, I'm at softball.
0: Controversy. Right, exactly. Yeah. At the Olympics, no way. So
2: they get me back on air that morning and said, so tell us about what's going on with the gymnastics and the uh, vault. How the hell do I <laughs> do? Excuse my language. It's right. like, well, it was very unfortunate They're working on it. They really don't know exactly what happened. So I go on, and then they move on to other questions. And I immediately call the director and go, don't do that to me. I'm not even aware that is. My husband pops up and he goes, that was the biggest bunch of... B.S. I have <laughs> ever heard, and it somehow sounded like you knew what you were talking about. I had no idea. So that's my Olympic story.
1: Like transition uh, to softball now. Yeah. <laughs> softball. No, that's no. all softball.
2: Yep. I cool. said, I'm not even anywhere near gymnastics. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Great experience. feels like this show so, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: we didn't talk about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm a fur. Exactly. Uh yeah, I can't, you have no idea. And <laughs> hey, thanks again for letting us hang <laughs> out here. Today. You're welcome. I yeah. enjoyed it. Thank you for so, the opportunity. Once again, if you want to take a class here at G Gallery, go to your website.
2: G Gallery and Glass dot com. Yeah. Thank
1: you very much. Welcome. All right, uh we're gonna let uh, Keith Lee play us out today uh, with her song uh, that she recorded uh, Uh, over on the sidewalk behind the stage this past Saturday at Red Brick Nights. So here's a song uh, by Keith Lee.